Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Well, hello, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 132 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's great to have you here and I hope you are having an awesome day. Today on the podcast, we are chatting about a topic that I know is really front of mind for a lot of business owners and managers at the moment, and that is how on earth do we keep these great people that we have on our team? Now, recently I was at an event with a whole bunch of business owners and someone in the room shared that one of the biggest pain points that they were, uh, I guess, hearing about from those that they deal with, from other business owners, was around keeping staff. In fact, they were sharing that business owners that they were talking to were being kept up at night, worried about a resignation like almost scared in the middle of the night that the next day they were going to have to deal with a resignation. And it was concerning them that much that they were losing sleep over it. It was one of their biggest fears. And I know we talk a lot about here on the podcast about being kept up at night, stressed about our team or frustrated with someone on our business, but we haven't spoken about this fear and I, I get why it's real, that some business owners have right now around keeping their staff, the fear of having to deal with a resignation, the fear of one of their best, most high-performing employees, someone they adore having in their business, deciding to go elsewhere. And I think the fear comes from a few places. I think it's the fear of having to recruit because right now, and we've spoken a lot about this actually on the podcast recently, it's not so fun trying to hire staff right now. I think it also comes from the gap that is left when anyone great leaves our business. The thought of having to retrain, cross-train, figure things out, maybe the loss of productivity and even profitability to an extent. But I found it really interesting that this concept of fear around this came up. And I thought it's been a little while since we've done an episode around the topic of retention and retaining people. And I thought this is a time when we really do need to think about how we keep our people because it's about so much more than throwing money at them. And I know that business owners across the country right now are worried about the increase of wages and salaries across the board. So we know that's not the answer. So what is the answer and how do we keep great people in our business? So I thought we'd chat about that today. And and really, I wanted to speak to you about why it's so hard to keep great people at the moment, why it's actually harder than it's ever been, what the stats are telling us, because we know the numbers don't lie. So let's look at the stats and see what they're showing us at the moment. And I'm going to share with you three essentials when it comes to keeping great people in your business. Three. Not too hard, I promise. So let's dive into why it is so hard to keep great people right now. What's going on out there? Well, look, 
You've, if you've been listening to the most recent episodes of the podcast, we've been chatting a lot about the hiring process because it has been something that is top of mind for a lot of people at the moment. The, the very truth of it is, it is a competitive market. And what do I mean by that? It's, it's simple economics, really. So like anything, when it comes to employees in our workforce, it all comes down to supply and demand. Now, you know, some years ago you advertised for an administrative assistant in, let's say, rural or regional or anywhere really aside from a major city, and you would get inundated with applicants. So the supply was high. By comparison right now, the same ad, the same role, the same location might get a handful of applicants. The supply is low. And when the supply for good people is starting to run dry, which it really, really is at the moment, that increases competition. Of course it does. So what happens in these markets is that the power, if you like, swings towards the employees and the applicants. They can literally name their price. They can certainly name their conditions, which I know a lot of applicants are doing right now, and they get to choose. They can be fussy because there's 27 other jobs that they could be looking at right now. So the power really is in their hands at the moment. It is a highly competitive market. You add into that the fact that employers, recruiters, agents are getting ruthless when it comes to approaching your staff They are literally having carrots dangled in front of them every single day. I've been recently working with a uh, consulting agency um, in the media space, broadly speaking, and their team members are telling me that every single day they are getting multiple, not just one, multiple approaches from either a competitor or a recruiter. Every single day multiple approaches, people reaching out directly and saying, I have a job I want you to consider. And they're not saying it in that kind of boring way, I guarantee you. They are saying, I have an amazing opportunity with a much higher salary than you're receiving right now. And we're going to be able to offer you this perk and that bonus and this incentive. And we're an amazing team and we have so much fun and we do all these great things. Come join us. They're getting those approaches every single day. And it's getting that ruthless that, in fact, recently one of our members of People Powered HR was sharing with me that she had one of her staff members approached by someone that she would consider a friend in their industry. So someone that she knows is in the same kind of business, but they are friendly in that they've shared knowledge, resources, insights, intel before. And that person approached one of her staff members. Now, that to me, yes, it's a sign of desperation, of course, but that's ruthless. That is borderline unethical. And if that's happening, of course, it's going to be hard to keep staff. They're constantly getting opportunities placed in front of them. And when that happens, what do you think is going on in your employee's mind? Oh, the grass looks a little greener over there. Maybe I'll go give that a try. There, you add into that, of course, on top of all of this, we're coming off a couple of years that have been pretty ordinary. 
<laughs> to be fair. Um, people are tired. They're a little burnt out. Their emotions are heightened. And change might look appealing to them right now, even if they weren't proactively seeking it. You've got lots of other people trying very hard to get your employees' attention. And if you put yourself in the employee's mind, they're getting lots of attention from these other people trying to lure them away and they're not getting your attention in the same manner, at least in their mind. In their mind, because they don't see it necessarily, you're doing nothing to try and keep them there. So, of course, it's going to be hard right now. And the stats support that. There's been some new data out from the Australian Bureau of Statistics and that has revealed that the national turnover or resignation rate rose to 9.5% over the 12 months leading into February 2022. 9.5%. Now, you might not think that stat sounds high, but that is the highest level in 10 years. The highest level of resignations by percentage since 2012. That is a long time. So it shows us that 1.3 million people changed jobs. As I said, that's the highest, what we call job mobility rate. And it's up by 2% from the previous year. Now that is a significant increase. Even though those numbers don't sound high, that is a significant increase. It's Let's look at it almost as a 20% increase in the year before. On top of that, our unemployment rate is at a 50-year low. So you'll see that job data come out where unemployment rates are shown every month. And look, I'm the first to admit I'm sometimes a little skeptical because the unemployment rate doesn't show underemployment. But in this market, it's a very different scenario. Lowest unemployment rate in 50 years. It's amazing. And this one I found really interesting, actually, the lowest retrenchment rate since 1972. So retrenchment rate, we're of course talking about businesses who are making positions redundant and retrenching employees. That's at its lowest rate. So all of the data is showing us that employees are actively leaving jobs. We've got an extraordinarily low unemployment rate. So everyone's in jobs. And so no one's looking for work that's out of work and companies are not making people redundant. None of those stats are good in terms of the competitive nature of the market. So knowing that, knowing that we've got people overtly trying to poach our staff away from us through recruiters and through direct contact, knowing that our staff are tired, maybe change is going to look appealing to them, and they've got all the options in the world in front of them, how do we keep them? What can we be doing to keep people in our business? Now, today I'm going to share with you three fundamental essentials, but we are going to be talking more about this on the podcast. I'm going to share with you um, soon some opportunities to find out a little more about what you can do here. But today I wanted to share with you three essentials because these are fundamentals. I so often see businesses give extravagant gifts, put on amazing dinners, um, buy the team lunch. All of those are great But if these fundamental things aren't in place, then it's actually not going to help you. It's actually not going to have the impact you want it to. People will appreciate the lunch, but they ain't staying for the lunches. That's a fact. (laughs) So what are they staying for? What are the things that are important? I'm going to talk to three points. Making the right decisions, harnessing greatness, 
and having alignment. Let me break those down for you. If you want people to stay with your business and you want great people to stay with your business, you as the business owner, as the leader, need to make amazing decisions. Really, you've got to make the right decisions. They don't have to be spellbindingly brilliant. They're just going to be the right decisions. And this starts before the person even gets into your business. If you don't make the right hiring decisions, I don't care how technically brilliant this person is, you won't be keeping them. It comes back to before they even start your the importance of the decisions that you make. If you hire someone that's amazing, but it's not the right role for them, they're not going to stay. If you've made the wrong decision about timing, they're not going to stay. And a classic example of timing that I think of recently is I was assisting a business recruiting a team member who was going to be in a customer support role. And they started the business, oh, sorry, they started the employee at an extraordinarily busy time for the business during a, a really, really busy time. They had no capacity to onboard effectively, to give them training, to actually even really do much with them at all. It was the wrong time to be bringing in a new employee and she didn't stay. So timing, making those decisions around timing, making decisions about who is in the leadership roles in your business. Because just because you don't want to be doing it doesn't mean the person you've put in the role is perfect for it. And we know for certain that poor leadership is one of the number one reasons that people leave positions. So if you know that you've got a team leader who isn't great, do not stick your head in the sand around that. Get onto that. If you know that you don't have the capacity to lead effectively at the moment because you're absolutely slammed with work that you need to take care of that no one else in the business can do, get a backup plan in place. Promote someone to, into leadership. Give them the leadership responsibility because without leadership, without good leadership, really hard to keep great people. You need to make great decisions around opportunities, projects, who's getting what work. There's so many different areas that the right decision-making comes into play here, but making great decisions is critical to keeping great people, great decisions about who to bring in, when to bring them in, what roles they're going into, how you're going to get them set up in the business, who's going to be leading them, and all the decisions that happen after that. Now, I know that can feel overwhelming because I have also in the past suffered from decision fatigue. I mean, that's it. I just don't want to make any more decisions. I get it. It can be super exhausting. But the quality of your decisions is so important to your ability to keep great people. So making the right decisions is the first fundamental when it comes to keeping great people. The second is harnessing their greatness. It's great if you find an amazing person who's perfect for the role, it's the right time for the time for the role and you've created the right role. But if you don't do anything to harness their greatness from that point on, it's never going to work. Some years ago, I was working with a hospitality business. And when I started working with them, they were having this churn rate issue. They were just refilling positions over and over. And when I was looking at the applicants they were hiring and trying to figure out what was going on here, it wasn't because they were the wrong applicants for the role or they didn't have the skills or they weren't experienced. 
What was going on though is that everything that happened from the point of would you like this position onwards was broken or non-existent. Offering someone the position and having them start is not where it stops. It's where the opportunity and your ability to really retain someone starts. This includes setting them up for success from day one, or as we spoke about even last week on the podcast, before day one, with awesome onboarding. Onboarding does not need to be systemized, automated, complex, expensive, but it absolutely needs to happen. Onboarding is like, you know how they say you get one opportunity to make a great first impression? That's onboarding when it comes to your people. If your onboarding is loosey-goosey and weak or non-existent, that candidate is already thinking about an exit plan. That new employee, I should say, is already thinking about an exit plan. We're talking here about reviewing them regularly. So you're tapping into where they're performing well, how you can give them more of that work, how you can tap into their unique zone of genius to get the most out of them. And when we talk about harnessing greatness, we need to think about how, when, and all the things that we need to think about around communication. If we're not communicating with our people, and communication is also about listening, (laughs) then we're never going to be able to get the most out of them. So you need to harness the greatness and you need to do proactive things in doing that. And the third fundamental is alignment. Now, we've spoken on the podcast before about the fact you can't outrun a bad hire. And the number one reason you usually have a bad hire is that you haven't hired someone with the same values or aligned values with your organization. If the values mismatch is not there, they are not going to stay. It doesn't matter how amazing they are at the job. You need to have values alignment. You also need to align other things like their preferences around things like flexibility. If they want to be working from home and you're forcing them into the office, that's not alignment. So this is where that decision-making comes back in so that you make the right decisions in the beginning about knowing that. Aligning reward and, and recognition programs around the employee's intrinsic motivation. We know that introverts love to be recognized for the work that they do, but not necessarily in a public forum and not where they have to give a speech about it, where our extroverts want it recognized in a public forum. Some people want to be recognized and rewarded financially. Others do not. You need to know your people so you can align your reward and recognition processes with them individually. And you will want to align your people in a way that creates a sense of belonging. You're creating your own little tribe. When people feel that they belong, and this comes down to Maslow's hierarchy of needs going way back to that, that sense of belonging is really important to people. And if they don't feel like they belong, they feel like a fish out of water, they're not going to stay. So you've got to do proactive things to ensure you are building that culture. You're building that sense of belonging and you're creating an environment where people feel like they belong. They belong to something bigger than themselves. These three things are the fundamentals. Until you've got these things in place, and and obviously there's layers here, there's complexity, there's lots of different areas that they apply to and overlap. But without these, all the other things you might think about doing like the nice things, like the gifts, like the team lunches, 
All of those things don't matter when you haven't done these fundamentals. Those things that you think are important to people are usually not the things that are most important to them. These fundamentals are what's going to ensure that you find and keep the the best people for your business. So let's just recap. We know that right now it is harder than ever to keep great people in our business. So I totally understand why it is a major point of concern for business owners across the country. And I don't want you being one of those business owners that is up at night fretting over the fact you may get a resignation. The stats don't lie, and they're all pointing to this being one of the toughest times to find people and keep them in our business. The sense of turnover is high, the unemployment rate is low, all of those things really show us, demonstrate that this is real. But there are many, many things you can do. Now, the three fundamentals I've shared with you today, making the right decisions, harnessing their greatness, and creating complete alignment across a whole range of areas, they're not the, you know, the full list. Of course, there are a million things, a million little nuances and layers that you can do to retain people in your business. But these concepts are the fundamentals that you need to be thinking about when it comes to keeping great people in your business. So put some thought to them, see what you can implement to make sure that you are keeping your people with you for as long as possible. I hope you found that discussion interesting. Now, if you have some more questions that you'd like to ask about keeping people in in your business, or maybe you've got some stories that you'd like to share your experiences, I'd love for you to join us in our free Facebook group, which is called HR Support for Australian Businesses. If you just head over to Facebook groups and search HR Support Australia, you will find us. But There will be a link in today's show notes wherever you're listening to this episode. That's a wrap for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to chatting to you next week where we have a special guest joining us here on the podcast. Until then, have a fabulous week and I'll chat to you again next week.